Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in the final stretch, the home straight of the Work in Progress shows. The final couple of Work in Progress shows are happening before I off to Edinburgh to do the Edinburgh Fringe Festival for the whole month of August. There are only five Work in Progress shows left and they are going to be amazing. They've been great so far, and thank you so much to everybody who came out to them. They're very exciting. I've genuinely haven't had as much fun doing stand-up comedy as I have had doing these work-in-progress shows because you genuinely do not know what's going to happen, and they're all different. Loads of new routines and loads of new ideas coming all the time, and I thank you so much to all the people that came out to, uh, to them so far. So the final five are happening over the next 10 days. That's the last chance that you're going to get me seeing these work-in-progress shows get to see me doing them the first one happens this sunday the 10th of july at the crack den the next one is at mvp wednesday the 13th of july then i've got two nights in on show on the 14th and 15th of july which is the thursday and friday and then the final one will be wednesday the 20th of july at stitches comedy club you can get the details to all of those five shows at the click by clicking the link in the description to this podcast you click on that link and you'll see those five shows up there in front of you with all the details for um, how to book them. You just click on the date that you want to go and you can book your ticket there right Oh, I'd love to see you there, guys, by the way, because it's very exciting. And I thank you so much for your support in coming to them so far. So I look forward to seeing you there. Right. Let's do this. Ah. Hey, Keep a change, you filthy animal. It's Friday. Yes! I'm delighted. I'm genuinely delighted to be here, ladies and gentlemen. Generally, genuinely delighted to be back on the mic chatting to you all. Thank you all for your lovely messages over the past couple of weeks and for all the shows that I've seen you all at. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that um, uh, later on in the show. It's been a super busy time out on the road, out gigging, and meeting so many of you guys who've been fantastic. So thanks a million for all your love and support. It's been great crack uh, being out on the road. Um, and today in Dublin, at the moment, I mean, the temperature is quite high. So I hope that you guys are enjoying it wherever you are. We're getting a bit of sun. It's quite humid. It's close. It's quite sticky, you know? Bit of thigh chafing going on. You know what I'm talking about, guys. Come on. Don't be laughing at me. Now, the thought I did have this morning, actually, before I forget this, it just popped into my brain, and I must tell you, because it happened, and I was like, I better tell the listeners this, because I think they'll appreciate this. And I'm excited to tell you all 
you know, wherever you're at, you might be driving, you might be uh, having a nice walk in the park, you might be in the office. And uh, I like to think of all the different places that you're listening to this podcast and uh, thinking about your facial reaction when I say that I was walking down the stairs today and I had a big sneeze coming on. And I think it was just natural to hold it as opposed to letting it out. So I did the whole, you know, the, you know, that one. And I did the sneeze coming down the stairs at the same time. I was a bit groggy because I was just out of the bed. And as I held it, a poo nearly came out. What do you think of that? I'm not even joking. I haven't made that up. I was like, and I think maybe that is a weird reaction on, on my part to be there in my jocks and my T-shirt coming down the stairs, holding in a sneeze and going, oh, a poo nearly popped out there because I held in the sneeze. And my first reaction was to tell you guys, I haven't even told anyone. I didn't tell anyone else in the house. I've met people in the street. I've been in a cafe. I didn't tell anybody else. I just thought it was appropriate to tell you guys because evidently we have some kind of relationship where it's okay to to, ch- to, to, to share those stories, you know? Now, what you will find, ladies and gentlemen, is, and, and, and some of you may have tried this, um, the intermittent fasting. I, I, you know, I've, I know I've talked about it on the podcast before, um, years ago, actually, probably at this stage. But um, I've been kind of back on it again recently. But you have to, you have to do it right, you know. So my intermittent fasting, uh, I'm changing the times too much, a little bit. But if you haven't heard of it, um, it works for me. I do feel better generally when I intermittent fast. Um, it's not a diet. It just means you just eat between certain hours and you don't eat between other hours. Now, what does this do for your digestive system? I find it stops a lot of bloatingness. Bloatingness? Bloatedness? I don't know. You, you email me and you tell me what I should say. It's, I've, I definitely feel a sense of feeling far less bloated when I fast. Um, it doesn't restrict my eating because you can still eat whatever you want within the eating hours. Um, I find that you, I naturally eat less then because because you're doing the fasting, your stomach size just naturally shrinks a little bit. And um, in general, I just feel a bit better. However, I haven't got the timings right of my of my eating hours, and I've struggled with that a little bit. So I was back when I was doing it ages ago. I think this is before I was gigging. We were still in lockdown that I was doing the fasting, and maybe that's why it didn't help. But I was, my eating hours, so I do 8 and, what's 8, 16 is it? Yeah. Is that right? For feck's sake, Stephen. I'm actually bloody mind blanking here. 8 and 16. Is 8 and 16, 24? It is, yeah. So I do, I have a gap of 8 hours where I can eat. Eat? Uh, I have a gap of 8 hours where I can eat and 16 hours of fasting, right? Now that 16 hours of fasting might sound intimidating, but actually that includes your sleep time and all that kind of stuff. And if you time it right, you rarely feel it. So I had for a while, my eating hours were between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m., which um, was fine, you know, because I could sometimes, when I I first started fasting, I'd break the fast at 10 a.m. with a big massive breakfast. But then it was kind of really hard to have a lunch, so then it kind of, that kind of kept me going till, you know, I, I, at the beginning you would try putting in a lunch, but then you'd feel that you're not that hungry around six o'clock. So then it kind of, for me, always naturally cut down to, you know, two meals per day, the odd bit of snacking. But generally I'd end up just eating two meals and I'd be fine. Now before bed you might have, because that's bad habits on my part, before bed I might feel that I want to eat something. But actually, when you really get into it, 
you, you know, you're not even, you, you have a little pang of like wanting to eat something, but you can just have a glass of water, go to bed, and sure, by the time you wake up in the morning, anyway, I'm not that hungry in the mornings, and I manage to hold it until 10, and, it, and it's all fine. Now, the problem has been that because gigs are back, and gigs are back hard and strong, and because I haven't been doing intermittent fasting while I've been gigging, I kind of have needed to change my eating time to probably eat between the hours of 2 and 10, is that is that right? Two and eight or two and ten. Yeah, two and ten. She's I had in my head two and eight, but it's actually two and ten. Um, which means that I can eat a little bit closer around the gig and all that kind of stuff. Um, but what happened, for example, when I was on stage last night, it was that I had mixed up the hours. I hadn't eaten till like uh, 12 for whatever reason. I was I was just all over the shop at my times. And then I'd eaten in the afternoon. And then in my head, I was like, oh, sure, six o'clock. Sure, I, I, can stop, I can stop my eating and I can eat again in the morning. I'll eat at 10 again in the morning. But what happened was, because I wasn't hungry at 6 o'clock, I really wasn't. I was like, like, I'm supposed to eat a meal now, but I'm really not hungry. And sure enough, what happens is by the time I'm on stage, which is actually about half past 10, um, it wasn't that I was hungry, it was that I was just feeling a bit weak, you know? And it, it's, it's, that's the annoying thing about being a performer is sometimes you don't notice something's up till you're in the act of performing. So sometimes you might realize, for example, you might be feeling a small bit under the weather, but you don't think much of it. And then you don't realize how badly under the weather you are until your set starts and you're trying to do the thing on stage. And it's just like, oh, God, I have no gas in the tank here. So anyway, uh, that's what happened last night with my intermittent fasting uh, was that. And I still haven't eaten. And then I ended up going home and going, I need to eat. I shouldn't have done it anyway. I still I haven't eaten today yet. Anyway, it's midtime as a uh, midday as I record this. But the whole point of the sneeze and the poo and the intermittent fasting was is that <laughs> what the intermittent fasting does is that it gets to a point where in the fasting where everything that you've eaten has been digested and there's nothing in your belly and and that's a good thing and it resets what what it does is it resets your digestive system every day there's not something sitting in your intestines all the time and it kind of is constantly cleaning out however when there is a poo it tends to be really like you know it fires out like a bullet to be honest with you it's all just packed up and ready to go you know because there's nothing coming in behind it there's no ah I've just realized, like I'm 10 minutes into this podcast now, and I've just realized that I'm probably putting some of you off your lunch or whatever. Talking about poo never goes down. Even when you talk about poo on stage, you know, people tend to disconnect. I don't know what it is. In certain cultures, it's very... I know we talked about it on the podcast before. In certain cultures, it's completely normal to be talking about your poo. Like in Argentina, at the dinner table, people were like, oh, I had a great poo earlier on. Did you? What time is it, Ash? How's your poo today? That's literally the, you know, mode of conversation. And I know it is in Portugal as well. Anyway, I've had a lovely morning. And I, I, I've enjoyed it watching what... Look, lots of you are going to be disappointed in me for what I'm about to say next. But I don't care. I don't care. I absolutely have love it. And it's great entertainment for me. I catch up. I have a morning catch up from time to time on Love Island. Yeah. I put down the Virgin Media Player. That's what it is in Ireland. In the UK, I think you watch it on ITV, Love Island. And in um, the... I don't know what you'll do in other countries. I don't know if you can watch the UK one in the US. Maybe you can. But um, honestly, I know people hate this kind of stuff. But like, you definitely haven't watched it and hated it. That's for sure. You can't hate something that you haven't watched. And honestly... 
There's some episodes, yes, there's some episodes that's, that very little happens, but there are some episodes where, my good Jesus, the drama is honestly like watching a penalty shootout. And last week on Love Island, if you don't, I'll, I'll try to do a quick synopsis of what Love Island is about. It's basically, um, and I suppose it's imaginary Ireland, it's not necessarily always on an island, but you basically have this beautiful, gorgeous villa, right? And they start off the show with five beautiful girls, five beautiful guys, and the very first episode you have to, you have to couple up. And you have to decide, based on, you know, at the beginning it's fairly superficial because nobody knows each other, you just have to decide who you'd like to be with. So you couple up, you share a bed. That doesn't mean that you know anything else is going. On. You just you share a bed, and there's activities during the week, and there's everybody is to use the terminology getting to know each other. And the whole idea, obviously, of the whole show is to find love. That's it's a dating show. It's about finding love. It's just more of a. It wasn't like remember Priscilla Black and Blind Date back in the day where they would do a, a game show in the evening and they would ask a couple of questions and then you you go off on a date with that person. Love Island is more reality TV where you're going and living in this situation and you're trying to find love. Now, how they make the show even more interesting is that you know people be coupled up and then people start to really like each other, but then they test them because they'll, for example, you might have those five girls and those five guys are coupled up, and they really like who they're with. But then, they go, let's just add another beautiful girl in. And then, heads start to turn. And that puts relationships under pressure. And that the, that girl who's been dropped in, it is her modus operandi to go and find a guy. Everybody has to try and find somebody because you'll get kicked off the island. That's the game. So that causes lots of tension. And then they'll, the next move that they'll make is they'll drop two new guys in, always making an odd numbers so that it's always kind of stressful and there's drama and all that going on. And this brings up loads and loads and loads of different scenarios. And each week, at least once a week, sometimes a couple of times a week, there's always a recoupling where everybody sits down and uh, they decide who they want to be in a couple with. So the recoupling is like, you decide you want to stay with the person you're with or you found a connection with somebody else and you want to recouple with them. And it varies as to who gets to choose who they want to recouple with. If it's going to be the girls get to choose who they want to recouple with or if it's going to be the guys who they want to recouple with. But as you can imagine, this brings up massive drama because you have situations where people are, they're falling in love but their head has been turned by somebody else or they've been tempted by somebody else. And honestly, I am watching every one of these uh, episodes, well, not every one of these episodes, but certainly in this particular week, they had what was called Casa Amor. Casa Amor. Casa Amor. And that brought great drama. So what I'll tell you about Casa Amor is what they do is they get to a point in the villa where they have... X amount of couples. It's two or three weeks into the show. Most people are in couples. I think there was one single person. And very sneakily, they go, they'll go, oh, it's a girls' night out tonight. Girls, you uh, get ready, get dressed up. You're going on a night out tonight. And so the girls are all excited and the boys are a bit jealous going, how come they're getting a night out and we don't get a night out? And they take them out of the villa, but they actually bring them to another villa called Casa Amor. And Casa Amor is the test. Because what the girl, when the girls get to Casamore, what do they do? What do the Love Island producers do? They drop in five more or six more beautiful guys into this new villa of Casamore, where they've, you know, 
The girls are being split up from their guys that are back in the villa. And those, these new guys are, are dropped in to test how much your relationship, um, how much, how important your relationship actually is. And um, so that brings for great drama because the girls are kind of, you know, they might be committed to their guy back in the villa or they might be finding a connection with um, real, with, with these new people. Or they might be having a crap time with their guy back in the villa and so they want to find somebody else. Of course, they can't communicate with each other between the two villas, so they don't know what's going on back in the villa. Well, they do know that five girls, five new girls have been dropped into the villa to test the guys back in the villa. And what happens at the end, of the, they spend a week, have been separated randomly, um, been tested to see if they want to um, be with other people. And at the end of that week, they bring everybody back together and the guys get to decide whether they want to stick with their original person that they're with or they want to go with one of the new girls. And there's this whole ceremony of the guy going, I want to stick with my original girl. And they'll go, well, your original girl is coming back into the villa now. And they do this big entrance thing. And, the, and you go, we have to see whether she's decided to stay with you. If she comes in on her own, then she's decided to stay with you. If she comes in with a new guy, she's with a new guy. So the drama is through the roof. It honestly, it's like watching a penalty shootout. And you, like, the, for example, in this week... Spoiler alert, but it was like it happened last night, so toughy on you. Look, if you don't know what, want to know what happened, you don't want to know names, then skip the next couple of minutes of this podcast. But there was a few recouplings. People that you thought were in loving, committed relationships. The guy decided to go with the new girl because he didn't quite trust her. And then the girl came in and she had gone off with somebody else. That happened with a couple of people. And what, what, what happens is the drama of that is that you've got the, the original guy sitting with a new girl and he's holding hands with his new girl. He's decided to be with the new girl. But as soon as he sees his, essentially his ex coming in with a new guy, the fucking tension is through the roof. They're literally making sly remarks at each other going, oh, I see, that's how it is. And she's like, well, you recoupled. And, the, and he's like, yeah, yeah, because I... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Knew. I knew you weren't fucking honest. I knew you weren't trustworthy. Real tension. Now, lots of people will, 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 will degrade a TV show like this and go, this is, this is trash TV, inverted commas, and all that kind of stuff. But I definitely see it, and obviously I'm biased. I've worked on Love Island Australia. But, you know, I see it as completely just real life being magnified or being put into a pressure situation because all these situations would happen in real life anyway. Excuse me. They're just putting people in real life situations. It's definitely more intense. Of course it is. But that's kind of the name of the game. But it's as if, as if these things don't happen in real life. It's like one of the best psychological experiments. Maybe not. I don't know if you Google the Stanford prison experiment. It was this experiment that they did back in the 1960s. Um, Philip Zimbardo, a famous psychologist, did this whole um, experiment where people, he wanted to see if it was true if the dynamic between prisoners and prison guards. So he psychologically tested a load of students. He had, uh, he had yeah, loads of students, checked all their background and made sure that they had no history of being violent or being certain, you know, being assholes or blah, 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 blah. And he put them into a real-life scenario where they were all in prison. And he split them up. You guys are going to be guards. You guys are going to be prisoners. And they had to go, like, the whole hog, wear the uniforms. The guards had to wear the uniforms. The, the, the prisoners had to wear the prison gear. Now, bear in mind that these people had never been in prison, had never had no convictions, had no his, psychological history of being assholes or uh, being prisoners or any of that kind of stuff. The results were astounding to this day. People still talk about it. People still write papers on it. I'm pretty sure there's a documentary on it on YouTube. I know we watched it in the, when I was in psychology class there a couple of years ago. Um, it was interesting how people who had never been in roles of authority, when they were given the authority of being the, the, the prison officers, how evil they became. It became interesting to watch how prisoners became rebellious and how they started to act and how the whole thing just went into a... A crazy... They they eventually stopped the experiment because it was getting out of hand, but... It's interesting what people do when they're put in pressurized environments, is what I'm saying. And Love Island is, on some level, certainly with the romance, a little bit of a social experiment. It does tell us stuff about our society. It does tell us stuff about people. It does tell us stuff about um, how we value relationships, how we value love. And also, you know... 
there's lots of people who see a lot of negative things have been happened as of the offshoot of the show. But there's loads of I think the first Love Island baby happened recently. There's been marriages. There's people still in relationships out of it. So people have genuinely found love. People are genuinely in very happy relationships. So I enjoy it from that perspective. And I'm a bit of a uh, to use the stereotype like not. I don't think there's lots of other straight white men who love the dating shows and love the gossipy type of and all that carries on and the the love gossip but I, I probably would I love to be on the show I mean I haven't got the body for it but uh, I've got a body for the voice of Love Island woohoo but um, I would yeah, I probably would I probably would have had my heart broken probably would have had my heart broken let's be honest about it but um, anyway today's recoupling or sorry it was last night's I watched it and the drama woo the tension as i said lots of people recoupled but lots of people were bitter that their ex-partner had recoupled and then there was davide i put pictures of him on instagram so much or videos of him on, on instagram so much he is so funny he's this italian guy who is ridiculously disgustingly good looking he has the body of an adonis it's honestly he's ridiculous but his recoupling with Ek and Sue, they've had this amazing relationship. He's Italian. She's Turkish. There's definitely Mediterranean temperament going on between both of them. And I think that's why they like each other. But they had paired up at the start for the first week. She was like hounding after him. Like there was no subtlety in about it at all. And he was a bit tired. He was like, oh, this is too easy. This is too easy. She wanted me too much. And then when she didn't get the right reaction from him that she wanted after the first week, she went off and kissed another guy and he blew his top. Because that was what he was worried about. He was like, I want to give this time to be able to see if she actually genuinely really likes me. Or if she's just she's just looking to pair up with whoever she can pair up with. So he blew his top at her. You don't exist to me anymore. You a liar. You a liar. He kept saying to her. And they really, really fell out. But then the guy that she went and kissed, it didn't work out with him. She moved on to a third guy. And then eventually, when she had the chance to recouple, she picked Davide. She went back to Davide. I can't remember, did he pick her or... Anyway, they ended up back in a couple. And you see a completely different side to Ek and Sue because she's just kind of going, listen, I'm sorry, I want to make it up to you. And then the Love Island producers did a brilliant thing. They sent the two of them off on a date. And it was lovely. And they kissed. And you're like, oh my God, are these two going to get married? You can see he's still not quite trusting her. But he is opening up to the idea of her, which is amazing because if you watch the show, like from when she crossed him, he was like, you are dead to me. Like, no jokes. But he somehow managed to come around. And I, so the other lads in the island were kind of going, I think you still like her. And he's like, no, no chance, no chance. But he did. He swallowed his pride. And then, so they're really starting to hit it off. And then Cassette Moore happens and they get split up. And she goes into one house with new guys coming in. And he stays in the villa with new girls coming in. And he does end up kissing this girl a lot. And he's kind of testing out the waters. And then when there was the recoupling, he picks Ekansu, the original one. That they'd already had the fallen out, the original girl, the Turkish girl. And she finds out then that he'd been kissing this other girl. But he's so calm and cool about it. Because <laughs> he's like, uh, listen, Ekansu, uh, you can be angry, but uh, I, I don't have to prove anything. to You have to prove it to me. You already fucked up once. <laughs> so I have my right to try and uh, find a connection with another girl. And it was the way he delivered it. It was like, it was like really cool. She accepted it. 
She was like, fair enough. Well, let's crack, crack on with you and me. Anyway, it's... I can't do it justice here because it's just great television. You watch his facial reactions. You watch the interaction between each other. Even when she hears the other girls saying, yeah, Davide and I kissed, she throw, Ekansu throws Davide's hand down, but she still can't help love me. You can see the big smile on her face still. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've done with my morning. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I, I do get a kick out of it. And for me, honestly, these recouplings are genuinely like watching a penalty shootout. In, um, I think I should, should organise a lads night where we... I don't, let me know if lads are up for this. We'll have a lads night where we sit in and we watch Love Island together, have a few beers, and when it's a big recoupling night, and honestly, we'll be jumping around the place going, Oh, I can't believe she did that. <laughs> it would be exactly like that. Um... So, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. There's a few weeks of it left. Love Island Australia is happening in October. Will Stephen Mullen be narrating it? Who knows? Watch this space. So that's what I did with my morning. And I also had a quick watch. And I do want to... I might put... A, I'll, I'll try to put a link in the description to this podcast. The Good Guys at the Crackdown Comedy Club, which I play a lot, run by Eddie Malarkey and Damien Clark, went all out. And they, a few months ago, or maybe only a couple of months ago, recorded a live comedy show. And it's on Virgin Media. And it's been showing every Thursday after Love Island. Uh, so I want to say a huge shout out to the guys at the Crackdown. The Crackdown Comedy Club is basically on TV. It's on the Virgin Media Player. I think you can only watch it in Ireland, unfortunately. Sorry, folks, if you're listening from abroad. But shout out to the guys. I'm not on the show. I did not do it. Um, we will see about it in the future. But anyway, uh, lots of my friends with comics are on it. And uh, I just wanted to uh, point you guys in that direction to watch it. Um, it's great to see somebody doing stuff for like that for Irish comedy. So there's loads of acts that uh, you probably haven't heard of most of them. And that was kind of the point of a lot of it, uh, of, of doing the show. So some of the great comics that are out there gigging in Ireland at the moment. So... Um, I do, uh, I'll stick the link to that in this description as well. Go check it out. It's on the Virgin Media Player. It's well worth the watch. You'll see loads of comedians that you've uh, probably never heard of before. So um, go, do check that out. Um, gigs in the last week. I mean, I was literally gigging every night. So I want to, if, if you came out to the Coco Comedy and Club in Cork, that was a huge gig for me last Saturday. Uh, June, July, sorry, July the 2nd, last Saturday in Cork, I went down there to the Coco Comedy Club in the Roundy, and I did 47 minutes on stage, which is a big deal. That's essentially the show was there. Now it's just about making it better, make it better, make it better. Definitely bits that I need to work on and write and all that kind of stuff, and I've written two routines since that. But to be in a position after five work-in-progress shows, starting from pretty much scratch, bar a couple of routines that I was already doing, they just weren't the last show. To be in this position that I'm in now, I'm just delighted, and uh, and I'm got fucking. I'm proud of myself. I'm very proud of myself. That's a lot of work, um, to write that much comedy, and I'm going to write a lot, a lot more. But essentially, you have to have an hour ready for Edinburgh Fringe. But I'm kind of aiming for to write about an hour's 20 worth of material and kind of distill it and have it a bit loosey goosey for the show, so I can pick between certain routines when I'm doing it, um. But thank you so much to all the gang down there, to Daniel, to James, to Cornelius, who run the Coco Comedy Club. It was a fantastic night. Um, I was wearing my One, one Joe Club hoodie. 
Um, shout out to those guys who sent me a lovely, gorgeous hoodie there uh, during the week. So I wore that on stage for probably the first half of the show and was sweating. I put a photo on. I think I lost weight doing that gig. That room was roasting in a great way, and I was sweating. I kind of love sweating up on stage because it feels like you're working. Do you know what I mean? It feels like I've got a fucking job here, and I'm actually, you know, so in this that um that you know I'm 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 breaking a sweat here doing my job. So it was it was fantastic. It was a great night. Um, one Joe uh, uh, are a lovely Irish brand that do uh, kind of sustainable fashion wear, and I got a gorgeous hoodie off them. So shout out to the One Joe One Joe Club. Um. I suppose I'll put a link in the, uh, to, to, to their stuff as well. Lovely gear. The hoodie is absolutely gorgeous. The beautiful little details on it. Little things on the end of the string that I really liked. And thanks for reaching out to me because they, they obviously spotted that I like a good hoodie. And uh, they sent it to me as a gift. And um, yeah, I'll definitely be... I'm thinking about doing a collaborative... Collab- Please still be working. Oh my God, it's working. Oh, sorry. You won't have noticed that because I, I, I was literally in the middle of talking there and I... I absolutely I kicked the recording equipment. It all disconnected, and thankfully we're back. <laughs> so you won't have noticed a thing there. The the drama was completely on my end. Sorry, you can see that the volume has changed and all that. Woo! You haven't heard any difference. I, I realize I'm just talking about absolutely nothing related to. It's not related to you, but I literally kicked all the equipment over there, and I can still record. And I haven't lost everything. Hallelujah! Anyway, back to what I was saying. One Joe Club, lovely little details on the hoodie, lovely little bits on the end of the string. There's a lovely detail stitching on the sleeve that I really like as well. So thank you very much to One Joe Club uh, for the gear. I was thinking about doing, yeah, that's what I was saying. Imagine doing a collaboration for Hello Steve-O podcast or just, yeah, a Hello Steve-O podcast hoodie, t-shirt, shorts, jocks. Who knows? Who knows what we'll do in the future? Lots of you may be here as well. Um, I should have said welcome to the new listeners from the show. They would have seen me down in Greystones at the Whale Theatre. I was opening for Garrod Farrelly, who is um, killing at the moment. He was doing opening uh, Joanne McNally's tour, and he is uh, selling a couple of Vicar Streets at the moment, and ticket sales for Garrod are doing really, really well. So he's doing his first previews and work-in-progress shows, and he just asked me to come down to Greystones last Sunday to do a few minutes. Uh, beautiful theatre, the Whale Theatre. Do you know what? If you're in Dublin and there's an artist that you want to see and you mightn't get tickets for them in in Dublin, if they're on in the Whale Theatre in Greystones, I highly recommend going there. It's well worth the trip. It's a beautiful little theatre. It's gorgeous, very beautifully well designed and a lovely bar. I know it sounds silly to say it's a lovely bar, but the bar is gorgeous. They do table service to... um, wherever you're seating in this little theatre. It's like maybe a 200-seater theatre, but it's gorgeous. Such a beautiful space. Very well designed. They even have a popcorn machine there and all there. So highly recommend going to the Whale Theatre for any shows. They might... Um, yeah, again, if, if the artists... You may, they might sell out in Dublin, so go to see them in the Whale Theatre. Um, I was in Crackdown back then on uh, the Monday. And uh, anyway, uh, Crackdown, Crackdown. Black Sheep as well. I, did a, I wrote a brand new routine on Tuesday. Went down to the Black Sheep open mic and that was great crack. And I did a whole new routine on marriage that I'd just written that day. And it all worked and I was fucking delighted about that. So thank you to everybody who's down at the, uh, the Crackdown as well. Uh, and I was at the International last night. Cracked it. Anyway, I can just keep going on talking about gigs. Thank you to everybody who came to the shows. Thank you to all of you who sent lovely messages and really enjoyed the sets. Uh, thank you to the people who came to the work in progress. It was great crack and um, I think that is it for this week ladies and gentlemen it's been fantastic Um, uh, check out Love Island guilty pleasure check it out and tell me you think it's crap alright if you watch it and you think it's crap then fine but don't say you're not going to like it until you've tried it okay trust me trust me on that trust me on that 
Um, I hope you have a fantastic weekend this July weekend. Um, thank you for all the messages. Keep sending the messages at the Steve Mullen on Instagram, the Hello Steve podcast. I didn't get a chance to. I'll do a quick check now of the messages here. One second. Oh, yeah, I did get a message in that was uh, very deep. I should, probably should have started off with that message. <laughs> the mess. The question is, I mean, that's bloody deep. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe I'll meditate on this for next week, right? Because it was such a deep question that I was like, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if half an hour is going to cover it. But I'm not going to say the name here. This question came in through the, the Instagram one. What do you feel most people misunderstand about you which is very personal isn't it that's a good question for you guys to think about as well though what do you think most people misunderstand about you because i know that there's plenty of times in my life there's been plenty of times in the last week when people just go oh so you think this and i'm like no that's not what i think why did you think that i think that are you angry now are you happy now people miss people misread me all the time all the time not on stage, thankfully, but <laughs> maybe that's why I like the job so much is where people are clearly getting what I'm, what I'm, le- they're clearly picking up what I'm laying down. But yeah, that's a good question for you to meditate. What is it the thing that annoys you most about what people, what do you think me- people most misunderstand about you? Yeah, I'll put that back out to you guys. Meditate over that over the weekend and send me in a message on Hello Steve or on blah, 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 at the Stephen Muller on Instagram. What do people most misunderstand about you? I'm going to love hearing what you guys say to that. But in the meantime, enjoy your weekend. I hope it's sunny. I hope it's funny wherever you are. Peace and love. Chat to you next week. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.